bad and bullshit. Welcome to the Bad and Bitchy Podcast. I'm Erica. And I'm Barbara. And it's our misogynist of the week this week. And this one might surprise some. <laughs> but our misogynist of the week is dun, 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 Nancy Pelosi. In all her glory. So take it away, Barbara. Um, so we're going to be talking about Nancy Pelosi in the context of uh, the Katie Hill, Re- Representative Katie Hill and her resignation. So for a little bit of background on that, uh, Representative Katie Hill um, tendered her resignation this week. Yeah. Um, And she tendered her resignation following... End of October. End of October, yeah. Mm -hmm. End of October. uh, Following uh, an instance of revenge porn. So her ex-husband, allegedly... Uh, leaked uh, nudes of hers um, online and uh, they were circulated and the second why what prompted that no idea he just leaked her nudes online apparently she was being blackmailed this story is still murky we don't have all the details but she was having a relationship yeah so that's the second piece so the first piece was that there were nudes of her that were leaked online um and that was considered to be part of a revenge porn campaign and then the second piece is that she was having a relationship with a staffer a junior staffer on her team uh for context representative katie hill is bisexual so uh she was having a relationship with a female uh staffer and uh, she was going to be investigated for um, inappropriate behavior and um, why are words escaping me? She, for sexual misconduct. Okay. Yeah, so she would be the first person uh, in a really long time, at least under the Trump administration, to be investigated by the Ethics Commission, Commissioner, sorry, for sexual misconduct. Okay, let me get this straight. Mm-hmm. So, a woman mm-hmm. who had a relationship with a subordinate, mm-hmm. which I agree, it has its own power thing. Mm-hmm. I get it. Um, but, you know, men do that all the time, and it's, we fell in love two year, 10 years later. Yeah. So, so that's, that's one double standard. Exactly. So just to get to the Nancy Pelosi piece and then we can break down all the double standards and okay. why the story is really complicated and makes me feel really uncomfortable in a lot of ways. Um, Nancy Pelosi in a p- private meeting, a uh, caucus meeting, uh, basically trivialized uh, Representative Hill's experience by saying that we should teach uh, young uh, new members and kindergarten students not to send pictures to everyone. <sighs> And let's remember Nancy Pelosi. Nancy Pelosi's mouth needs like a little bit more control, okay? Yeah. Because she likes to throw fellow Democratic women, especially under the fucking younger the women under the fucking bus. Mm -hmm. And you know what it is? Older women in general, like in North American culture, have this like envy and weird like like. 
oh, you're young, you're you're getting all the attention. I'm not saying that Nancy Pelosi is like mm-hmm. this, but there is this there is a dividing line between women, older women, especially once women hit menopause and can't mm-hmm. have children. The whole idea of womanhood is a challenge for them okay. at some people mm-hmm. at times because of that. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's historical. Yeah. So once you were done having children you were pretty much like nobody wanted to hear from you Mm -hmm. that's why older women are treated so badly yeah you know what i mean yeah um but it is the fact that these younger women have power and they don't owe her their power to her Mm -hmm. that is i think kind of pissing her off or sticking in her craw and i don't necessarily think she's conscious of it i'm not assuming that but I really do think I'm 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 looking at when the knives for like come out from mm-hmm. Nancy Pelosi and it's usually for younger more like women younger women who don't necessarily toe the line mm-hmm. but have power in not towing the line. Mm-hmm. And I think for me what's been really frustrating about her whenever her ire and her anger has been directed at younger congress people it's women specifically that she cannot like and it's the new more progressive democrats that she has such an issue with oh she hates them she has such an issue she thinks they're upstarts they haven't they haven't done their time Mm -hmm. uh she thinks they're asking for too much Mm -hmm. uh she thinks that they are on the wrong side of every issue uh she resents them yeah. She resents them and maybe she resents them for for, you know, kicking out like Joe Crowley, who was literally doing nothing. This is AOC. Yeah. Was literally doing no- the man didn't even live in the ro- the the constituency. <laughs> District, yeah. It like like it it's it's really a fucking joke. But what's really weird is Nancy Pelosi in her time when she was coming up was also considered to be like a young woman who was doing things not in the respectable way is that along with diane feinstein because mm-hmm. i feel like the two of them are two peas in a pod yeah it's same so type of odd. idea it's so odd, it's like though. when when diane feinstein really like talked down to that kid and mm-hmm. was like look you know the kid's like i want to do something about climate change yeah. and she's talking to her granted she is a kid yeah but the mother was there mm-hmm. and diane feinstein was damn well talking down to the mother too yeah it was very condescending. it was very condescending and i'm noticing that from a lot of baby boomer women mm-hmm. who have baby boomer women think that we complain too much and that we should take their knocks and i'm like no i don't want to do that but it's not just be- men too baby boomers in general and non-binary baby boomers out there as well they have a sense of we had to work and learn lessons and be put down by the people before us and that taught us you know values and strength so that's like something they're trying to replicate no it made you toxic exactly you're toxic therapy therapy is important okay if you think that you have to if if you think that you have to grind people into the ground to get their respect that that problem is you Mm -hmm. and then gen x comes along and literally does nothing (laughs) they just perpetuate they just perpetuate and like they seem like 
perpetually confused mm-hmm. you know what i mean like they don't know what world they, i don't even think gen x knew what world they were ever in no they had no sense because i i feel like gen x was told by the baby boomers that you were all going to get a corner office mm-hmm. and you know the most beautiful wife this is men mm-hmm. and then next thing you know that didn't happen the men became resentful because the women wanted equity and equality mm-hmm. and then they're like fuck these bitches and then they became depressed assholes <laughs> like i feel like that's gen <laughs> x in a nutshell they don't fight for anything they perpetuate the status quo just so they can make it up that little hill of middle management yeah i i, I don't I, I don't know about this generation. i really don't i i i have a hard time understanding gen x and that's coming from a an intergenerational place of needing to learn more and understand but <laughs> eric is so tired by my diplomat diplomacy. no it's not you yeah it's i, the, I it's, it's it's the content mm-hmm. okay it's it's just i just i've never seen people like they're just so sad like mm-hmm. <laughs> oh my god next time on the bad and bitching pod no we'll talk about no no, <laughs> no, know, no know, because know, there's a reason that we all forget they exist yeah they're like, not spoken about yeah they're really like after after i feel like after john hughes left the building nobody else cared <laughs> you know what i mean yeah. river phoenix died and everybody's like okay, okay it's done next ones that um, was 90, 1993 or was that 91 93 i think I don't know. I was Tupac died. You know, like I'm just saying, like this is the generation where they said you live fast, die young, and leave a beautiful corpse. Like shut the fuck up. Who said that? Gen X, man. That is so that was weird. a thing. That was That's a thing. Weird. Yeah. That's so weird. this is the gen we're talking about, okay, that, and yeah. you can you can now understand why they literally do that. Yeah, that's like weird. there's no social justice in their heart. In like there's nothing. Mm-hmm. I'm just like they don't they don't go out. They don't they don't protest anything. They don't say no. Yeah. You know, but but they're angry. I feel like this. They're angry, so everybody else must be. Mm-hmm. And then I feel like the women were promised like a prince. That yeah. they didn't, and he turned out to be an asshole. <laughs> and then, the, which that's across generations, like, well, like, yeah, but in a way that, like, it's what you were promised yeah. versus what the reality was. Mm-hmm. The other thing is that Gen X grew up at a time mm-hmm. when, um, when the world was changing around them. Yeah, nineteen sixty-eight is Gen X, right? They would have been adults or young adults in 1968, correct? Or is that no? They were born somewhere. They were born. Oh, okay. Daughters, children of the baby boomers. So okay, so 19. Who would have been a young adult in 1968? Because that's the year baby boomers. Okay, basically. Okay, there's this weird theory. I don't know where I got this from, but there's a theory that after each super progressive generation there's a super repressed one. Oh, yeah so that's gen x so gen x would be that re- super repressed one gen z doesn't feel like they're following that no but the generation after gen z is probably going to be a super repressed generation that yeah. f- if you follow that theory i've heard that theory yeah. actually um i don't know if i believe it fully but like that would be yeah. one way to look at it yeah like the 70s the late 60s early 70s were super liberal and yeah. then the 80s were like no yeah we like well, conformity that's, that's well <laughs> exactly gen gen x yeah that's it and then conformity. the 90s like people started to like shuffle a little bit yeah yeah and then 2000s i don't know what the 2000s were the 2000s were just 
I guess figuring themselves out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then 2010s. It's, well, that's just when we're just, shit went to hell. We are beyond the binary. Yeah. We just exist and float and everything. It's great. Yeah, well. <laughs> we still have issues. I, I, I am just not, um, you know, like when it comes to Nancy Pelosi, have you, and her daughter annoys me. she has this filmmaker daughter she's annoying like i remember she was on bill maher once and she talked about the two sides you know both sides of them the 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 and she put like she talked to a bunch of inner city people black people and then went to kentucky and the the contrasting was weird it was just weird it was it was very i mean let's just say it wasn't the most thought-provoking piece, <laughs> you know? You know who had uh, yeah. a pretty... Like, it wasn't perfect by any means, but did you see Killer Mike's documentary? I did not. <laughs> okay, I so don't have... No, I don't you have... You don't have Netflix, no, that's why. Yeah, I don't have Netflix yet. Yet. Okay, yet. I'm waiting for Narcos Mexico season two. That is a very valid reason to wait. Uh, but basically, Killer Mike had this documentary series where he went to different extremist groups, depend all over, and um, would just talk to people. So for one episode, he he was living black, like he only bought stuff from black businesses, only stayed. That's the one I saw. Yeah, yeah. it's pretty it's pretty interesting. Uh, but he taught he he had at one point to address someone who was like, oh, but like you have to listen to both sides, and he was like, no, bullshit. I really liked his response to that. I, I'll remember the clip and stuff. But and what did he give as a reason? He basically was like, the both sidesism thing is just a place where we try and find a middle for people to be comfortable because we're afraid of being uncomfortable. But we have to be uncomfortable if we're going to make progress and change, and if ideas are going to evolve, and if we're, we're going to move the needle, we're going to have to be uncomfortable. Guess what? Only people who are really privileged are comfortable constantly. A lot of us live in a constant state of discomfort, so yeah, it's 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 baffling that people want to continuously keep and protect that comfort comfort level. It's because we're here to serve them. In a way, yes. So, you know, I mean, that's to me what that means. We're here to serve them and that's it. Mm-hmm. Here's my but here's my real problem with Nancy Pelosi. Okay. Is that she um she here's what she did. In the in a New York Times piece, she basically threw the squad under the bus. Remember when she said Oh, well, they have their social media and stuff, I guess. Mm -hmm. But it doesn't really mean anything. And she just dismissed them. Days later, Trump attacked them. Of course. Trump would never have attacked them if Nancy didn't throw them under the bus in public. And from then, I have not liked her at all. Mm -hmm. Well, she's she's very much um, enabled... Like she opened that door. She yeah, she keeps yeah. constantly opening that door and being of if anything I would have wished she would have been protective of them. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, and I think that um I think it's really interesting to contrast Maxine Waters and mm-hmm. Nancy Pelosi. True. And I really, really think of that contrast a lot. Mm-hmm. You know, especially when and it just goes to show they're the same generation. 
They're uh-huh. probably around the same age. Yeah. It just goes to show that Maxine Waters seems more like, like there's a reason people call her anti-Maxine. Mm-hmm. Right? But uh, Maxine Waters was also a political outsider. Yes. Which Nancy Pelosi was not necessarily. She yes. comes from a political family. And who Nancy? Yeah, because Nancy mm-hmm. Pelosi's dad was the mayor of Baltimore, right? Her brother too. Her brother too, eh? He just died. Yeah, he just passed away. Oh, okay. A couple of weeks ago. Well, Maxine Waters is not, Mm-mm. and so she came from a California district. It may have been Watts, I want to, or somewhere around California. I know it's California. Yeah, that's all I know. Um, and she was like the activist mm-hmm. of of the group. So to see her coming to her own yeah in that she the way she skewered and chopped and diced Mm -hmm. mark zuckerberg was beautiful i would also like to remind people that the bigot the people who have held mark zuckerberg accountable are those same female outsiders Mm -hmm. katie porter gillis is my new best friend she is so good and she is not so good. She is so good, right? You know who I, that's wh- that's why I was thinking Katie yeah. Gillis instead of yeah. Katie Hill. Okay. Um, you know who I know? Like she wasn't elected for X amount X Y Z reasons, but Stacey Abrams is doing her shit. What's she, she doing now? She's uh, doing voter registration. I feel like she should Georgia. be holding court at this point. <laughs> Honestly, no, but she has done incredible things and she has gotten people back on ballots and is really making sure Georgia next time around, they're not able to steal the election like they did last time. So here's the thing. I feel like like these grassroots people are your mm-hmm. saviors because oh, they're yeah. the ones doing the work of mm-hmm. that type of on the ground. You, you know, let's get you registered let's get you recognized in the Mm -hmm. census let's get you this and that i find that in america they understand that the presidency is not the fight necessarily Mm -hmm. it is every four years but in between i find they have a they have bigger battlegrounds Mm -hmm. and we don't get that here Mm -hmm. i have yet to have any organizing committee any organizer of any kind knock on my door you know who does knock on my door fucking bell (laughs) <laughs> you know what i mean yeah like that's a problem yeah. in canadian organizing mm-hmm. in that it doesn't happen mm-hmm. and i think we've just lost those roots because we've made sure to get rid of them yeah we- well and the thing is organizing exists within a lot of communities but it's not leveraged for political i works. think it should be it should be and some people are doing it really well conservatives have been doing it very well within migrant communities immigrant communities sorry right so tell us more communities tell us more no 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 and the reason i want Mm. you to tell us this is because this week i talked about how jason kenney Mm -hmm. is the best politician in canada Mm -hmm. and you had met we i'm not sure if we mentioned it on the podcast but we were talking about it we're we're talking about how well Mm -hmm. he was able to to um rally rally get people to rally around him yeah immigrant communities mm-hmm. i don't think that i don't think the progressives also understand mm-hmm. the layers of race yeah so, we don't know how to talk about race here so immigrants are usually pretty conservative yeah in general mm-hmm. in terms of value systems there are a lot yeah. of value systems that can be equated to 
conservative right. value let's systems. Say they, let's say they can be mapped mm-hmm. to conservative they can be, they value can be. systems. They don't and have to be exact, exactly. but let's say they can be mapped. And conservatives have recognized that. And, and they know how to talk to them. Leveraged it. And who lot. did that? Uh, Jason Kenney. Okay. So if you think that Jason Kenney can't do the same thing again, then you're living in a dream mm-hmm. world. He's going to snatch up this whatever election he's in. As soon as he runs federally, I'll be like, okay, Prime Minister Kenny. Because by the time everybody else recognizes what the fuck is going on, he would have won already. He has... He currently has a really, really good base. And he is able to build a movement. You think Albert... Like, I feel like I said this again. Okay, let me not rant on this (laughs) this Jason Kenny thing because I feel like I've said this before. But um, I just want to... So that's one thing. But going back to Nancy Pelosi, I find that white women are... When you find a good white woman, hold on to her. (laughs) They're rare. They're few and far between. Because Nancy Pelosi... Who is another white feminist hero, Mm -hmm. right, is very much like when she wants to pick on somebody, she picks on the squad. So it's no surprise that Donald Trump did the same. The Mm -hmm. other thing, too, is that is that and she picks on young women, like you Mm -hmm. said. The other thing is that um, older white women, baby boomer white women are the worst. Mm -hmm. They are the worst because they don't know. They don't want to recognize intersectionality at all. Well, they're white. They're in front. They have power and fuck everybody else. Everybody else is an addendum to their agenda. Mm -hmm. Because having to recognize and talk about intersectionality means they have to examine their own privilege. Yeah. And that's complicated. That's hard. It's hard, especially when you've been rallying against the patriarchy Mm -hmm. as 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 a marginalized. I don't really consider white women marginalized, by the way. Yeah, well, that's a whole other debate. I really don't. <laughs> yeah, that's a that's a bigger conversation in terms of like feminism and what we want feminism to look like and redefining it and re massaging that and figuring out. What I mean, that disabled means. white women. women. Yeah, queer white, white women. women. Um, 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 um. I wouldn't even say immigrant white women because nope, they're fine too, mostly. Most places are okay, yeah. Their whiteness supersedes Their whiteness supersedes whatever. But But at the same time, I think trans women still have a lot to... Trans women, well, trans women come, come, come Obviously, I don't include... Yeah, I know, I know, I know. But Um, like... But yeah, like... I think white women have a big exercise in terms of understanding their points of privilege. And why they pick on other women. Mm -hmm, Because they really do... Mm-hmm. It's amazing. To, I'm not saying that nobody else does. A lot of women no, do. Like, absolutely. okay, so let me let me break this out it, yeah. and just say women. Mm-hmm. There's like a generational thing that happens. Absolutely. I think that really is a big, 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 And big, that big happens thing. in throughout every mm-hmm. culture, I mm-hmm. would say. Mm-hmm. Either they're talking down to you or they're telling you how to raise your kids mm-hmm. or they're telling you how to be a woman. Mm-hmm. without recognizing that the context around them has changed. Yeah. And if you don't follow exactly their... That's why white women at work... Oh, you know, if you don't exactly follow their footsteps or, mm-hmm. if you're, or if you're better than them at something, it's when you're better than them at something, that's when those knives come out, boy. They resent you. Wow. There's no sisterhood there. No. Okay. Uh, but just coming back to the Katie Hale thing, I think we would be remiss not to mention that 
there is an aspect of this story that is really uh, you wanted to talk about the queer aspect right the queer aspect of Let's like talk about that. yeah the the queer the fact that her queer relationship has become the focus of this um conversation is because it's patriarchal fodder absolutely go ahead absolutely i think the the fact that she's a bi woman and a queer woman in the in this in a political space and an out woman at that has become a really big point of contention a big point of discussion why she was also targeted that's, that's why she's the first mm-hmm. and she was also targeted in she some was ways targeted because of it and i'm pretty sure that her ex-husband mm-hmm. released that tape mm-hmm. because of that mm-hmm. i'm sure that's part of it mm-hmm. you can't tell me it's not i, I think it, it it would be like it's been in every single headline about this that i've read yeah her sexuality has been a point of comment you know what every single thing i've seen about i had not read about this story and Mm -hmm. now i'm glad i didn't Mm -hmm. because like i i when i say i hadn't read about i hadn't read a piece about it i put together some Mm -hmm. stuff and whatever but um, I'm glad I didn't because I think that would have irritated me. Oh, it was. And her speech was really interesting because she did call out the misogynistic systems that are at play here. Like a lot, a lot, a lot of men who are representative, uh, who are members of the House of Representatives have had some sort of sex scandal and been fine. Strom Thurmond mm-hmm. raped a black girl who was working for his family and fathered a child. Ah. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-mm. But that's fine. And so there's that. Didn't piece he die? Of, Isn't he dead? I don't. I try not okay. to know what's right, going on. Right, because I didn't life. care. Okay, exactly. go ahead. Um, I think that's definitely an aspect of it that we need to consider and have a wider conversation about as we bring more queer folks into. Um, into the public sphere making sure that the hypersexualization of their personal lives doesn't continue and that was a really big piece of this the other thing though that i think i'm still like trying to figure out and again like i think it's going to be a continuous conversation is how do we treat relationships within workspaces where there's a clear power dynamic sorry she was 16 she was 16 that's still a child it's a child. Yeah. 16 is still a child. I oh, don't yeah. care what they say, like, oh, she's legally able to consent. No, 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 no. 16 well, is a child. She's she about- had the child at 16. <sighs> okay. Which means that didn't start at 16. No. That is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, but he is one of the longest serving, you know, what was, what was he, a senator? I don't even remember. Oh, fuck. You know. I feel, yeah, he was a senator. South Carolina, which sounds, yeah, 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 he's dead. Good. Um, <coughs> no longer with us. But uh, he was, he was, he was like one of the longest serving senators. Mm-hmm. And, you know, this was known. Absolutely. It was fine. It was fine. So. And I think, so Katie Hell's case is interesting because it's twofold. Like there's the whole idea of revenge porn and does her having nudes out there disqualify her from being able to act uh as a representative of people who elected her and continue to exercise political power no i don't think so i don't think it should be disqualifying 
Why? I don't know why she had to resign. I think she resigned because of the ethics investigation. So that's been the big conversation. You see? You see? Here's the thing. Mm -hmm. No, 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 no. If it was all above board, I don't think she should have. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. She, listen. Mm -hmm. You know what I think we need? Mm -hmm. Audacity and boldness. And say, fucking come get me, ethics. Mm -hmm. And I will bring up your dirty laundry and your dirty laundry and your... You know what? Like, the 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 audacity is what is missing because yeah. i feel like i didn't i remember looking to see that she resigned i'm like why did she resign uh, honestly when i first saw because when i first saw it i only somebody saw the, pressured her to resign mm-hmm, probably absolutely. i'm sure i wouldn't be surprised if her nancy it was her own caucus yeah exactly but but donald trump can run around raping women absolutely and bragging about it and bragging about it I think for me, the part that I'm still, I, the person I want to hear from is not Katie. Well, I want to keep hearing from Katie Hill and her experience, but I also want to hear if this person feels comfortable coming forward, the person she was in a relationship with, because from everything I've read, it was a consensual relationship, but it is always, always for me, at least a big red flag when you have a subordinate and a superior. Yeah, but she doesn't have to resign over a consensual relationship is my point. That's the thing. We don't make men resign. And this is what pisses me off Mm -hmm. because now we're talking about cancel culture. Mm -hmm. She's being canceled. Absolutely. Okay. But we're not, where's all this cancel culture energy for her? Mm Mm-hmm. We have because, there's a double standard because you know why? Because she's not the one with the power. Mm-hmm, absolutely. Okay, like this is the fact that Katie Hill mm-hmm. had to resign proves the cancel culture is a myth. Exist. It doesn't exist. It's a lie. It's a fucking lie. Mm-hmm. And I'm tired of seeing headlines about it from like people who don't know shit and old white people, baby boomers who who just want to shit all over genera- like younger generations. Mm-hmm. I feel like this is just the baby baby boomers love to shit all over everybody. They want to tell us to work hard, but they had all the breaks. They had the labor mm-hmm. protections. They had the labor benefits that we didn't have. They had all they had pensions. Yeah. But they don't they want to shit all over us and tell us we're mm-hmm. lazy? Fuck you. Absolutely. Okay, boomer. <laughs> Erica's new favorite line. I, I'm okay, done boomers. with them. I just, uh, I'm so done with them. It's going to be interesting to see how this story, interesting is probably not the best word, but it's going to be, I'm going to be keeping an eye on this story just because it's a big instance of how are we reacting to A, women's bodies being seen. Mm-hmm. Because I think there's something so virulent about women's bodies. I don't know what is so upsetting about women's bodies constantly and consistently, but it just it keeps upsetting us we have a problem with women's bodies but it's the the puritans man and so it's gonna be interesting to see how the story plays out what the narrative is gonna be if she's gonna run again and if she does she should run again well in her concession speech um she she was forced to concede that's her 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 resignation her what is it called the last speech she made uh, on the floor she she made sure to say that this was goodbye for now but not forever like she was going to come back and she was going to have her 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 time and to speak and say something and that it was very obviously misogyny that was getting putting her in the place that she in the position that she is right now nothing else of course so i think we haven't heard the name katie hell for the last time good i really hope she does come back but i do there's a really there's an asterisk there i really do want 
and again, because she's a public servant, then it becomes public record and all that stuff. I think there is a conversation to be had around relationships in the workplace, especially in a space like that one and power dynamics, because political working in politics, those power dynamics are seriously dangerous and have been abused for so long that you have to be super mindful of how we see them and how we consider them. That's right. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to give the other side. Yep. And I'm just going to say this. Um, I also think it's unrealistic to think that people won't form romantic relationships in the workplace. Absolutely, yeah. It's a very human thing to do. Mm-hmm. Even, listen, they even, pe- black black people and white people were fucking even when it was illegal okay oh, yeah. so i'm pretty sure <laughs> like if like pe- like you can't stop that mm-hmm. so instead of saying it's banned Mm-mm. how do we build a, a a system of accountability yeah where um where you can have a relationship mm-hmm. i don't want to see you exp- like be relationshipy in the workplace no. i think that's unprofessional but at the same time, um, I can, I, I, I think that we can walk and chew gum at the same time. Mm-hmm. I th- absolutely. And I think it's, yeah. w- we spent most of our lives at work. Yeah. As much as I how, wish it wasn't that. Right? How, how, I'm sorry, but how are people not supposed to form? And then you're going to wonder why the birth rate falls. Mm-hmm. Like, or why, you know, yeah. or why people are single or whatever. We spend a lot of time at work. We how form a lot of meaningful connections in our workplaces. Mm-hmm. So, Yes, of course, relationships are going to develop and that happens. I think where it becomes, it's been abused so much by men in the past Mm -hmm. in terms of them using direct report and power Mm to... uh, Still do. Still do in a lot of places. Still do. So men ruined it for everybody. Basically, yeah. Mm -hmm. They have used it to leverage... um, to leverage they've leveraged their power over women to gain sexual favors and abuse abuse with women and non-binary folks within you know workspaces mm-hmm. for so long that we have to i don't want to say overcorrect but we have to be very firm on it for a time being at least mm-hmm. and have systems in in place so that people aren't able to abuse those that those relationships exactly because it, especially when it's a direct rapport direct reports are problematic yes it, because there's some things that all but guess what you know what mm-hmm. you know what would solve part of this mm-hmm. partially solve this yeah. if you get rid of the fucking hierarchy in the workplace yeah that's also a thing so, non-hierarchical workplaces are bay right are so so maybe it's not Maybe we should expect people to be people and to Mm -hmm. be humans and to form relationships. We expect them to form relationships at work. We tell them to do it, Mm -hmm. but we don't. But we don't think that it's going to be romantic at any time. That's silly. No, absolutely. And why would you? Why would you ban that? Mm -hmm. My thing is let people be people. Mm -hmm. But maybe it's the work structure that needs to change. Absolutely, I think there is. uh, Well, the the way we understand work is going to have to change. Yeah. It's changing already. Yeah. yeah. Gig economy. Yeah. That bullshit. Yeah. Um, Another piece of shit that we were sold. <laughs> we were lied to. Adulthood is a lie. Um, and with the rethinking and restructuring, I think that power, we have to have some imagination and some, 
we have to think of it differently mm-hmm. and that's going to be a big piece of it is how we understand and create relationships within workplaces and workspaces a lot of people meet partners who work a lot a lot of people do nurses and doctors are like mm-hmm. they're cliche right now <laughs> you know no uh, i i'm thinking of a lot of the people i know in my life who are in uh relationships a lot of them met at work because it's natural and normal we spend so much time at work i spend more time at work than i spend at home of course you do of course you do because you're normal yeah. you're and you're human so why are we trying to pretend that humans aren't going listen yeah i know, you, I know like I know. it's a hypo- just, it's hypocritical yeah it is hypocritical mm-hmm. like i i'm actually you know what maybe like maybe the hierarchy is forcing that issue absolutely it's creating it's straining relationships it's straining relationships on all sides like Mm -hmm. you can't really have a a a true real relationship in a heart in a hierarchy i feel like yeah there's no honesty there's no honesty somebody like yeah there's a lot of fear there's a lot of fear there's a lot of yeah yeah. i know myself when i'm in a very hierarchical space and when i'm in a non-hierarchical space i'm two different humans yeah i function very differently and i thrive in non-hierarchical spaces than in hierarchical spaces because i'm collaborative exactly but also i think people my age are not fans of hierarchy we just don't do well with it well that's gonna suck for the people who need <laughs> workers aren't yeah it? like it's just you're not gonna be able to attract people by being like well we like things strict yeah we don't embrace no. flexibility no fuck it it's that's just not gonna attract talent and people who want to do things fair all right so we are done for this week um hit us up on social media email us uh don't forget to subscribe to our patreon it's patreon.com slash. slash bad and bitchy. We also have merch. It's redbubble.com slash mm-hmm. people slash bad and bitchy. Okay. <laughs> and because <laughs> I got it. It's okay. It's All been right. a long day. It's been a, a long day. And bye. bye. <laughs>